Hey, it's Noah. How's everybody doing? I'm back again with another intro for the Skeleton Crew. Before we get into the show, a couple of things. If you like what we do, check out the website, flashfantasypodcast.com. If you haven't been there and seen all the cool stuff on there, what are you even doing? Come on. <sighs> Second thing, if you want updates about the show, check us out at ff underscore cast on Twitter. We put all the updates on there. Give everybody the heads up and everything. Or you could also just go to the website where we have like all of our content. And one final thing, tell all your friends about us. Tell them about the Skeleton Crew. Say, go on to wherever you listen to podcasts, look up Flash Fantasy, colon, the Skeleton Crew. Start with episode one and then binge all the way through season one up to season two, everything we've got out. Anywho, I'm not going to hold you up any longer. Here's the Skeleton Crew. Welcome back, everyone, to the Skeleton Crew. We are going to roll destiny points and assign obligation for this session. And so, first, I'll roll a force die, and that is two dark side points. I got one dark side. Gordax also got one dark side. The DM has too much power over us. <laughs> Wes also got one dark side. Oh, thank you, Wes. That was good. We have no power here, Gandalf Storm. <laughs> we don't. And oh my gosh. One more dark side for Papo. <laughs> wow. And Gordax's obligation is active. Last time in the Korriban settlement of Dreshde, Gordax, Papo, and Drell were gathering ingredients and information for the upcoming cook-off for Administrator Merrick. Meanwhile, Skoga had run into some academy students or hopefuls, dispatching them just as a Sith Lord approached. Skoga stands before a Sith Lord, as Wes rounds the corner, lightly jogging up to the pair. Ah, excellent, my Lord Croc. I am so glad I could find you in time. Has something happened? No, nothing in particular. I did happen across... Some Sith children? They don't look like children. They're not younglings. Whatever. Look, they threatened me, and so I needed to protect myself and my honor. So I killed them. Your great power, Lord Croc, is renowned. So I am unsurprised that these students weren't able to defeat you. But I do think it is best during your pilgrimage that we resort to violence as little as necessary. We are guests in this realm. You're right. You're totally right, okay? Excuse me, Mr. Sith? You are lucky, then, that the ruling law of Korriban is strength. Good. Very good for a pilgrim such as myself. That is most good. So, anywho, I think we're just going to be on our way. So, unless you have any more questions... Me and my servant here. He interrupts you, whipping out his lightsaber and bringing it to a point right against your neck. You can feel the heat 
grazing your skin and scales. And he says, quite coldly, Yes, be on your way. But if we cross paths again, be assured. It will not end favorably for you. You have yet to prove yourself as a true strength on Koran. And you, he says, looking at Wes, but still keeping his lightsaber to Skoga's throat. Keep your charge in check. And then he deactivates his lightsaber, turns on his heel, and walks back from where he came. Wes just turns to Skoga and says, Hey, what a chump. Look, you can't just kill people, Skoga. Now look, I wasn't intending to just kill people willy-nilly. I was just taking a short little walk, and then they tried to kill me. So, by the law of the jungle, they deserve death. Anyway, what I really want to know is, what do you think the chances are that that guy is also going to the Valley of the Dark Lords? Because he said if we cross paths again, so maybe if we just, like, schedule it so we don't cross paths, we can just avoid the whole thing. Well, two things. One, you think that we can't take that guy? I mean, I can't take that guy. You could probably take that guy. I'm sure Papa could take that guy. Probably even Gordax, to be honest. You're probably all okay. I probably can't take that guy, but I'll provide some emotional support. And two, unfortunately, with our luck, particularly with our history, I mean, it has been a while since we've been together, but looking back on that time, I would guess that we're going to meet him again. And I would guess that it's going to end with either a sword or a blaster. Honestly, probably a sword. Considering what everyone else uses, I'm pretty much the only blaster guy, and I'm not hitting him. So yeah, I'd sharpen that thing up. What were you doing out here anyway? I was just taking a walk, trying to get a lay of the land, figure out where the Valley of the Dark Lords was, that sort of thing. Aren't you still, like, in the ship hangar bay? <laughs> yeah. You're, like, two, you're like a around the corner. I spoke to the administrator. We can land here, be fine, not pay for anything, but to do so, we need to cook a good meal for him, and you were invited. We've probably only got about three hours until the time is up, so we need to find Gordax, we need to find Popo, and we need to figure out what they're doing. Wait, I'm confused. So, we're making a dinner for Administrator Merrick, and obviously I'm invited. But why are we making him dinner? (laughs) Because that way we won't have to pay for us destroying his shuttle bay. Yeah, but how did this even come up in the first place? Was it your idea, or was it Drell's idea to offer him dinner? It might have been my idea. Who's going to do the cooking? I can cook a couple of mean Wookiee steaks, but, you know, some people have moral quandaries about that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not cooking. You're eating. You're the Lord Croc. You don't mess with the cooking stuff. Okay. Gordax is cooking. Why is Gordax cooking? Have you? Oh my goodness, you do not listen. Did I not tell you about my birthday party? Look, Gordax will cook a dish so delicate, so delightful, with such a tender taste. It'll be incredible. He just needs the right tools, and if he doesn't have them yet, we need to go help him find them. So let's go. But Gordax said he wasn't that kind of a butcher. And besides, butchers don't even He's a galaxy-famous chef! So, okay, so what you're telling me is Gordax isn't a butcher. He's not like a butcher of meat. He's a butcher of men, but he's also a cook. So next, are you going to tell me he's a cook of men? Are we going to be eating humans? Do you know how stringy the meat is? No. Good to know, but no. He is a butcher of men and occasionally of meat, if necessary. And he is most definitely a cook. I assume that when he is in a restaurant, he has someone else do most of the butchering. All right, let's just get going. Back at the ship, everyone arrives sort of simultaneously with Gordax, Popo, and Drell returning with their ingredients 
and Skoga and Wes having made their way back through the maze of Dreshday's inside networks. Drell, seeing Skoga and Wes approach, why, why, what have you two been up to? You know, the usual killing things. I wouldn't worry about it. I figured, I figured. I think Gordax here was able to successfully gather all of his ingredients. So, well, what, what now? Do we need to find out what, what we're making this man? Or? I presume Gordax has some idea of what he wants to make. Really, we just need to find out where. As long as it brings him to tears. So, I did some research on the man, and uh, if you'd like Gordax, I can give you all of it, and then you can determine what you would like to eat. I found that he actually likes tangerines quite a lot. And Gordax kind of gives this, like, satisfied grunt, and he digs through one of his bags that he's carrying all of his various uh, goods in, and he reaches in. And he pulls out, it's clearly not a tangerine, but it's something that he seems awful pleased with. And holding two of them in his lower right arm's hand, he kind of eyes them carefully and says, Well, I think these should do quite nicely then. Those are not tangerines. Those are millennia fruit. I don't think that... They, I don't think they're the same thing. And he gets this kind of wry smile on his face. Well, provided the right supplemental herbs and spices, it can mimic the same effect as a tangerine, but, and he raises his upper right arm's finger, it also, as you I'm sure know, has quite the aftertaste that is... Mm, Harsh to the senses, if nothing else, should be a guarantee to extract at least a single tear, but I can do much better, I assure you. Does it look like I would know what the aftertaste is like? I thought everyone did. Look at me, man. Do you see any way that I would know exactly what the aftertaste would look like? Well, I assumed in your vast, and he kind of motions his hands around his head, your vast network of sensors and memory, you would have known that somewhere, somehow, but I guess you're not as knowledgeable of a droid as I thought. No matter, I can make do with a mediocre droid. You can help cut the vegetables. Peppo's speechless. <laughs> All right, so, Gordax, you're a cook? I am whatever I need to be to get the task at hand done. And he kind of coolly pulls his jacket aside, revealing some inner pockets, and you see three vials that are there of green, blue, and red hue. And he says, as an experienced fighter yourself, Trandoshan, do you know what these are? I'm going to guess fruit juice. <laughs> Perhaps for someone like yourself. No, these are various poisons, anesthetics, serums. Suffice it to say that a person in my line of work needs to be able to get his targets in whatever state he needs. And food, that is the everyman's ticket into their heart. Just slip it into a little bit of whatever you wish, and, well, you can render whatever effect you are prepared for. 
Oh, cool. So we're going to kill the administrator. That's fine. All right. Now we're on the same page. Well, well, well. We we need to be clear on what our purpose is. I, I thought it was, for now, merely to appease the man. But I asked you if you were a cook, and you gave me this weird, vague answer. So that doesn't give me a whole lot of confidence in our ability to cook a good meal. Well, obviously, it has to be appealing for the first few bites. Otherwise, they would stop immediately. Now, now, I, I do have an issue here. Look, if if you're going to be doing this cooking, what the hell are we all going to do here while we're waiting for you? I, I'm all right for just relaxing. Believe me, I am a lounging man. But... I am not keen on waiting for my demise at any point in time. And so if this administrator Merrick thinks he can bully us into staying silent, into being idle, no, no, no. Well, the others, how can we help, Gordax? What can we do? Well, and I think this would be a good conversation for everyone to pitch in their ideas for as well, but my thoughts were twofold. One, I will need some assistance preparing the dishes, and the droid here, Papu, has been more than willing to show his helpfulness. But secondarily, as you also pointed out, it would be prudent to have a backup plan should things not go as anticipated. Perhaps finding out our own way to the Valley of the Dark Lords, or managing to find another way to appease whatever governing body there is that would bring down Hellfire upon us. And he's kind of saying that sarcastically, but you can't really tell through his Basilisk accent and voice. Um, is that just your character's thing, Brett? It's always they're saying their eyes or mouth or something they're doing that we can't really notice because of X. <laughs> Yes, it's really it's really just a way of masking my inability to play a character well. Um, but what are your thoughts? I'm eager to hear. Well, I really only have one thought. And I think that the thing we can do is possibly plan on getting out of here. If we know where it is, I mean, surely there is somewhere on this planet that there are not cities. Couldn't we just land there? So you're just going to ignore the fact that sensors exist, are you? That they can't just watch wherever we go and... You know, when we're landing somewhere that they don't want us to be, do you, you think they're just going to let that happen? Some random ship that they don't know, they don't care about? Now, now, Papo, it was a good suggestion, albeit an asinine one. If you're a child, it was a great suggestion. Now, wait, we can make this work. You see, I, as the esteemed Lord Croc, will go and I will wine and dine Administrator Merrick. And I will impress him, and Gordax will impress him with his serums. No, 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 no serums, unless we think it necessary. <laughs> what, what, do you have, ooh, do you have, like, a serum that makes him do whatever we say? Do you have a serum that'll make him fall in love with Skoga? I think that's the best bet. Well, that's illegal on most systems, but no. Here's the thing, lads. What maybe you all don't quite understand, and Wes, yes, I appreciate the suggestion to simply relocate our ship. One, and only point, actually, I don't know why I bothered numbering them. <clears throat> it's because I numbered my points last I spoke. That's true. The only way to access the Valley of the Dark Lords is through 
the Sith Academy. So unless we step foot into the Academy, either through the graces of administered America allowing our good pilgrim Lord Croc to complete his pilgrimage, or under some other farce, we are royally screwed. And I would very much like to get to those tombs soon. You're absolutely right. So this is what we're going to do. You guys will get the dinner ready. I'm going to go back on the ship and slip into some formal dinner wear. And, and that's about it. Then we'll have the dinner. It'll all go smooth. Merrick will let us in. We get the artifacts. We might come across that Sith Lord that we saw earlier. But maybe, if scheduling doesn't work out, maybe we miss him. Very well. Then, and now Gordax gets a genuine large smile on his face. I best get cooking. So, for the next few hours, counting down the time until Administrator Merrick and Skoga have their date. Gordax, Wes, Popo, and Drell are all in the mess, or the kitchen, or wherever they can be, in order to help Gordax realize his vision for this extraordinary dinner that must be made and then brought to the administrator, as Skoga then changes and brushes up on his etiquette, perhaps. Or at least his acting skills. So Papo gets assigned to the vegetables and he goes and the entire time he cuts them, he stares at Gordax right in the back of his head and doesn't even look at the vegetables and cuts every single one precisely perfectly as he was expected. (laughs) And then he takes them all and, and, you know, puts them in front of Gordax and says, well, how is this for an ordinary whatever droid that does service for stupid meat sacks like you. I'm just so mad. You know what? These are all perfect, and I hated every single stupid second of it. So you can take these vegetables, shove them wherever you want, and I'm going to go be alone in my principles. And then he, you know, kind of stalks off, and all the vegetables are cut. (laughs) And you hear Gordax muttering something about no soul being present in the preparation of the vegetables. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> as, as you're walking away. <laughs> and then uh, Drell comes over with whatever he was chopping up, and you see it's just, like, completely butchered. Like, things are smashed. <laughs> one of them is just... Like, if, imagine a big zucchini, and it's cut in half, and one half is, like, half diced, half kind of just mangled, and then the other half just isn't even touched. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Um, Gordax accepts this smattering of mangled vegetables and just kind of pats Drell on his shoulder. Yes, thank you. He's trying to hide his disgust as best he can. I'm gonna go make sure Papo's alright. He is a temperamental being. And I'm also going to get a little wasted. I'll be seeing you at the dinner. And Drell leaves. After Drell and Popo leave, Wes isn't in there. But Wes has actually gone back to his room. And Gordax, over the ship's intercom system, starts hearing some really soothing, delightful piano music. Which a person who is listening would actually learn that over the last 10 years, Wes has been working to master the piano. And this music is calm and soothing in the beginning. But it is powerfully driving, pushing Gordax to create art through his cooking. 
It's really great montage music. <laughs> Cue the montage. <laughs> Perfect. It inspires him. So, Brett, why don't you tell us about Gordax's montage? <laughs> Gordax, you know, despite the comment he made, doesn't actually touch any further the vegetables that Popo prepared. He proceeds to completely incinerate <laughs> all of the vegetables that Drell prepared. And... <laughs> He redoes it himself. He he did get quite a few extra ingredients, expecting something like that to happen. But all in all, it's a pretty simple but flavorful meal. He has three courses, an appetizer, a main dish, and of course a dessert. And the appetizer is going to just be a light salad that prepares him for the main dish, which is a, a more hearty meat dish with a sauce and several sides, steamed vegetables, and the dessert the the dessert is where it really will take flight because he's doing a not tangerine but this other fruit marmalade over a self-prepared frozen yogurt dish and a small pastry that he's prepared that goes on the side and you might be thinking pastry and frozen yogurt what the f <laughs> but gordax knows that it will do just the trick and he's also understood that anyone who loves tangerines will clearly love this dish. It's actually native to the realm that he picked up from the accent of Administrator Merrick, where he would be from roughly. And so he, 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 has, a, he has a good idea that this is going to be something that will not only remind him of home, but also take him back in time like ratatouille i know i was because papo i'll be honest papo when he was cutting the vegetables he was picturing ratatouille like he was slicing them <laughs> off perfectly picturing a little a little we, rodent we on his head to the top of gordex's head yeah you see a little rat there and i guess gordex doesn't even have hair so he's just like pulling on like his skin the, the little spikes <laughs> like, that are coming out of his head and then yeah gordex's forearms are just like and also, it should be noted that in the uh, in the meat dish, there was that spice that Gordax mentioned in the previous episode that Gordax had mentioned earlier to the group. I don't know if they thought it was some sort of poison or whatever, but it was not. It's purely a wonderful additive to any meat dish, and that's what he threw in there. As time nears your deadline, you hear a ping on the ship's welcoming system that someone is trying to enter the ship or is requesting permission to do so down at the loading ramp. Wait, isn't the loading ramp like eight feet off the air? Yeah, keep in mind the loading ramp's 12 feet off the air and there's a ladder that's going down because the ship didn't fit all the way. Anyhow, is anybody going to get the get the phone? Get the, the space phone? Well, actually, so as, as the warning system is alerted throughout the ship... Everyone now hears Gordax coming over, like, the ship comm system, and there is panic in his voice, just nervous anxiety. He says, ah, someone better get that. Did anyone set the damn table? Um, Drell actually goes and opens the door, and he says, mm, hello there. What can I do for you? And he sees this person, a secretary or aide to Administrator Merrick, and they simply say, the administrator is ready for you. He will be in his office. We have made it up to be quite the event. If you please, take your companions and follow me. And Drell's like, okay. And then he turns around. 
<laughs> and he sees Gordax like kind of hiding behind a corner, looking like just sweating. <laughs> As this is all happening, Wes has stopped playing delightful music on the piano, and you see him pushing a cart. It's like one of those carts that a waiter would push that he has, you know, obviously because you need to transport food around your ship. So you see him pushing this cart, and he goes up to Gordax and he says, "You don't need to worry about this. It will go perfectly." And he starts loading up the cart. Gordax does actually take comfort in this, and he kind of nods his head and then goes to assist Wes in loading up the cart. It's at this point that Skoga enters the room, and he has changed out of his battle armor, and now he is in what could only be described as a Trandoshan kimono, um, <laughs> his formal dinner wear. Fitting. And he says, All right, so I think I'm ready. The food smells pretty good. But I do have a question. How are we going to get the cart down the ladder? Papo! <coughs> Papo! <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. What do you want? Papo, would you like to use your servos and whatnots and doodads and assist us in removing this cart <coughs> <coughs> from the ship? <sighs> And putting it on the, the spaceport floor so we can just wheel it over to M- 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 Minister Merrick. <laughs> you know, I probably should have put repulsor lifts on this, but fine. I will carefully take it down the ladder. So he picks it up and he heads over to the ladder and, you know, he holds it perfectly, steps down the ladder because he has perfect balance. He's, he's a droid, knows exactly how to do it and calculate it all. So he just kind of walks down the ladder while holding the thing and puts it on the ground, stares back at everyone else and says, well, are you all coming? Skoga scrambles down the ladder and he stands right next to the secretary and he like folds his claws together and he says to the secretary, the most esteemed Lord Croc, which is I, is now ready to partake in food. What you guys can't see is that <laughs> Noah's eyes are like fluttering at like some pompous. <laughs> 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 it's so funny. <laughs> so Wes has spent all of his time playing the piano, so he is in no way dressed nor prepared to go to this eventful dinner. And a man of his status would never attend a formal dinner without being properly dressed. <laughs> So he turns to Gordax and he says, I cannot accompany you here. Why, why have I not? You're going down a path I can't follow. <laughs> Dressed as I am, just shame on you, on the Lord Croc. Ugh. And honestly, the administrator. And while I don't care about shaming him, I do think we need this to go well. Drell wraps his arm around Wes and is like, I will be staying behind as well. To be frank, I've never been a fan of ladders, and climbing one that is like 100 feet is not in my wheelhouse. I'm not looking forward to that. Especially if it's moving around, too. Yeah. Gordax, who was going to try to say something to convince you to come, now just kind of arm grasps Wes and says... Thank you for everything. And make sure this one, he says, pointing to Drell, doesn't do anything incredibly stupid while we're gone. I will not promise that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, then. (laughs) (laughs) Right then. Should we be off? Says Gordax, who's the only one still in the ship that's going. (laughs) 
Gordax follows those who descend down the ladder, down also to the ground floor. Then the three of you follow Administrator Merrick's aid back down these hallways and internal passages of the Dreshde spaceport and the surrounding network of administrative offices until you arrive back at Administrator Merrick's place. Stepping in, the office has been rearranged to a rather lavish-looking dining area with seats for Administrator Merrick and Lord Croc. Merrick, seated, then stands, and Noah, like I said, I wrote little German here, but what was his accent like in the episode? Like, what does little German mean? <laughs> it means it means that he's a German child. Little German. <laughs> like... If Z- yeah, no, that, I'm pretty sure that was streaming down my face. Oh, like like a little Nazi man. Okay, my lord, Crook. It is good to see you now. I am very excited for this dinner. As am I, Administrator Merrick, and Skoga does a big lavish bow that is attached to no particular customer culture. (laughs) (laughs) And Administrator Merrick does not return the bow and just smiles ear to ear devilishly because he's pretty assured that you're going to be owing him a lot of money or your lives very soon. And he sits down and says, please, take your seat. Skoga sits down and he scooches himself into the table and he says, Administrator Merrick, have you prepared any sort of delicious libations for us this evening? Absolutely not, for that is your responsibility. Don't worry, I came prepared. And then reaching around to the cart that is coming in from behind, Skoga goes and he takes out two coconuts that he had secretly placed in there earlier. And he says, this is from... I'm not sure where it's from, but it's called a pina colada. Here, try it. And Merrick takes it, gives it the tiniest sip, kind of scrunches up his face and goes, Very good. Off to a good start. Now, as Popo wheels the cart around and Gordax then is on the opposite side of the table to introduce the elements of the meal, Administrator Merrick just looks between the two of you expectantly. Whenever you're ready... Master Chef. I'm not going to make Popo do anything check-wise, because I think Popo's already... <laughs> I think Popo's got his head on straight. But, Gordax, I will be requiring you to do some intermittent cool or charm checks, <laughs> and same thing with Skoga. So first, let's do a cool check. For Gordax, that will be average, so two difficulty. Uh, three star bursts. Successes. <laughs> All right, three three successes. All right, Gordax is keeping his cool as the appetizer is brought out. So Papa's going to leave it to Gordax to actually announce what it is, but he pulls out the salads and he sets each one in front of Skoga and in front of the administrator. And he says, now remember, today, as you dine, too much of a good thing can be fatal So do not try to overstuff yourself to where you start puking all over the place. I would like you to be 
And I'm talking to you, Skoga. Uh, 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 Papo, Papo, that, uh, we, we, we do not need to be discussing. I am talking to Skoga, not to the administrator. Skoga, you cannot eat too much of this. We cannot uh, have you throwing up in uh, your lap. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Who is Skoga? Oh, shit. <laughs> yes. Who is Skoga? Papo, please do a hard deception check. I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> One minute in and it's blown. <laughs> Gordax has never effing trusted Papo again. <laughs> oh, man. That was totally Daniel's fault. That's, an, that's a success and a threat. So now I will speak what I was would speak. Ah, Skoga is what I refer to Lord Croc. He's got so many names, I get all mixed up. Let me tell you what. Lord Croc, his middle name is Skoga. That's why I call him that. So I apologize. Here you go. Eat the salads. Lord Croc, don't eat too much. I know you love this stuff. That's what I was trying to say. Administrator, Excuse me. enjoy your meal. Administrator Merrick, might I have a word in private with my... <laughs> Droid. No, you may not, but I would highly well, I recommend. Him really but I quick. would highly recommend that you get his memory wiped as soon as you return to your ship. Skoga stands up and uh, backhands Papo across the face, <laughs> and then grabs his head, pulls him close, and says, "He's like whispering. I need you to tell West to bring a cart full of my gear in case things go south here." Okay, do it remotely. Okay. And then and then he pushes Papa away, says, And don't you forget it, you dirty hunk of metal and circuits. Lord Croc. Let that be a lesson to you. Sit down immediately. You're out of line. My apologies, Administrator Merrick. At that moment, Papo, through his internal communications, uh, let's Wes know to probably to bring another cart, um, put any of the leftover food that was still not put on the original one, but also hide some weapons and stuff in in, uh, in the potato salad. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> might I have some more potato salad? <laughs> Perhaps an energy he, also, um, he, he tells him to use the repulsor lift cart <laughs> as well, not the rolling one. So that communication goes through seamlessly, and the rest of the salad or the rest of the appetizer eating goes by rather awkwardly, in fact. It doesn't seem like you've made a great first impression on Merrick. <laughs> and so as the entree is revealed... Now, Gordax, who kind of stepped back during the whole fiasco that ensued with Popo and Skoga, wheels the tray back. I'm assuming he's not, like, in the room while they're eating. He probably goes back to, like, a preparation room as it's actually going down. Yeah, Popo stays, but yeah, sure, Gordax can go back okay. and forth. So he, he comes out again now with two platters covered by silver coverings back out into the main room. And he wheels it up next to the table where they're sitting. And he says, now, my esteemed guests, this is sure to add some flavor to the palate, which was intentionally purely cleansed by the previous dish. And he whips off the two silver coverings, and it's just this beautifully steaming two identical plates, actually. And you can tell they're slightly different. That Skoga's plate, it looks to be that the meat is a little bit more 
raw looking it kind of just has a more wild feel to it honestly and it, you kind of get this feel like the way that the greens and vegetables are assembled it brings back reminiscent memories of lush greenery from uh, Trandosha and all these things so in Gordax gives that to Skoga and for administrator Merrick's dish everything is pretty neat and tidy the meat looks perfectly cooked throughout exactly the way that he'd like it the steamed vegetables are in a great array and he puts that in front of him and says now this roll dish, a, I hope. before you start roll a hard charm can i use our one light side point we have to add a bonus is it add a bonus or upgrade destiny points upgrade it upgrades one okay so yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to upgrade one of mine. Great, and I'll flip it right back over. <laughs> <laughs> uh, success and a threat. Uh-oh. All right, that is one failure and two threats on my charm attempt. All right, so Gordax, introduce the entree to Administrator Merrick. Uh-oh. And for you, most gracious administrator, we have a perfectly cooked plate of meat and vegetables, all from what I presumed to be your home world. And he presents it in front of him, and as he's kind of lifting up, he pulls out a little bit of extra spice from a pouch that he's carrying on his side and kind of sprinkles it over it. Enjoy. Hmm. I see you assumed... I was from Zyost. And there's kind of this flash of, like, slight panic as he realizes that might not be right. Well, at least somewhere in the near area. I was, in fact, from Zyost's moon. And there, we hate Zyost. <laughs> <laughs> And he 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 gingerly takes one bite of the meat, like just takes this little scrap and visibly recoils and then just pushes it into the middle of the table and says, I will wait for Lord Croc to finish his. Yes, of course. And the camera pans over to the other side of the table where you see Skoga sitting pretty straight and he's got these tiny forks like a fork and a knife. And his claws, which are much too big, and he's like kind of fumbling with them because they're so small, but he's trying his best to be very proper. And there's like a small bead of sweat going down because he doesn't do well in formal situations. And he's like, did I ever tell you about the time, Administrator Merrick, that I was invited to dinner on the planet of Lysatra? Why no? Seeing as this is our first meal together, you have not... <laughs> Well, this guy prepared some food, but this was a really tricky fellow, and so he made it look real good, but it was actually just garbage. I didn't actually eat any of it because I didn't trust the guy, but my companion did, and he got real sick. Anywho, <laughs> at least you don't have to eat that garbage. And he puts a bit of uh, meat in his mouth, starts chewing. <clears throat> Gordax, did you assume that I was from Trandosha? <laughs> <laughs> Gordax, who is beginning to retreat back into the kitchen preparing area, turns back around. I know you're from Trandosha, Lord Croc. <laughs> well, I am actually from Trandosha's moon, Waska. And there, 
um, we hate Sentosha. <laughs> and he pushes his plate. I am finished as well. Noah, do, do a deception check. Or maybe do charm. Cause, uh, do a hard charm against good old Merrick here. I'll give you a boost die because you're copying the reaction of Merrick. Three successes. Gordax does not get a word in, and one of the aides ushers him out of the room to go prepare dessert. And then Merrick just leans forward on his elbow as the plates are taken away over the table. He's like, oh my goodness, right? What is this? I mean, the salad, okay? It's a salad, but this? How pretentious. <laughs> I know, right? These chefs think they know everything. <laughs> it's like you okay. go to somewhere and you order a steak and they come out and they're like, here, I thought you would have liked this chicken because I heard you were a chicken one. It's like, what, the, what is this? It makes no sense. It's honestly, it's so embarrassing. I don't even know why we keep them around. Like, you should One of my him. servants told me that he was good, but... Wow, this is just disgraceful. This is just insulting. I I tell you, if I if he were my chef, I would have him killed immediately. That's not a bad idea. Papo, you, you can't see the surprise on his face because, you know, he has a fixed mouth and Yeah, is Papo just like standing in the corner awkwardly? <laughs> no, Papo's been like attending the table this whole time. <laughs> he looks at Skogan and he says, I I I've seen you devoured just about any meat and you showed restraint silence slave <laughs> no you I'm not of what you speak you must really really hate trandosha to have given up meat like that is incredible as they begin to converse wes enters pushing this cart that was just taken and you'll notice now the cart has a very large white cloth covering everything on the bottom on top once more there are two platters covered by some sort of silver casing and Wes is dressed to the nines. The Trandosian kimono is okay, or whatever. But as Wes enters, you can tell that he should be the guy sitting at the table, not serving the dinner. But anyway, um, Wes enters, and he's pushing the cart, having taken it from Gordax, and he walks straight over to the table, and he says... Well, Gord Gordax is in the back right now. Yeah. So they pushed you back into the waiting area to get the desserts. Wes was waiting there with the cart, with all the weapons. He has come in, he has taken the two desserts, he has placed them on top of the cart, and now he is taking them in. Being ushered into the back kitchens, Gordax, now on the verge of tears himself, he sees Wes standing there, ready to go with everything that he's been asked to bring. And he just says, the moon of Zyost. How could I not have known? This is so wrong. This is all wrong. All wrong! And he... To... To, to Administrator Merrick and Skoga, they more feel than hear anything, but it's like the entire ground amongst them shakes, and they see the, the dish, the glasses on their table kind of tinkling, and Gordax had just slammed all four of his fists, actually, just kind of straight outward and down, and he says, well, okay, this can still be saved here, and he immediately whips out of his pouch just a few small, not the previous 
poisons and toxins that he'd spoken of earlier. They look very much like edible syrups and whatnot that he starts beginning to pour over the desserts and he completely scraps the frozen yogurt that had been on the side and he wipes it off with a quick rag and he just now covers them back up and puts them on the cart for Wes and says, yeah, you you take this out. I'll, I'll be out in a minute to introduce. I just need to compose myself. Okay, I'm ready. And he ushers Wes out the door to go with him. So Wes takes the two desserts, he places them on top of the cart, and he pushes them very gently into the room and says, And now is time for dessert. And Administrator Merrick picks it up, and he turns it in his hand, and then he brings it to his mouth, and he takes a good bite of it, and he just goes, My goodness. My goodness. 